0: We are now joined by our good friends and the guys you hear. Burning the midnight oil, talking football every week, the Four Diegos. Gentlemen, how are we?
1: Yeah, g'day, Ed. It's uh, Rodrigo here. Good call tonight, you and Grant. Uh, fantastic job. A little bit disappointed that the Seagulls have gone. We wanted to get an interview <laughs> with one of those Seagulls. But, um, hey, great call. Um, you've got, we've got Vinny here as well, Warren, and uh, Carlos Alberto. Warren wants to ask you the first uh, question.
2: I, I was there tonight, boys, for the first half before I had to come off. But, Grant, um, yes. Carlos did say he could play a bit, but according to my <laughs> statistics, you're the only guy that's currently on air at the moment that actually has won an A-League title <laughs> and was any good. Yeah. Can you tell me what a Melbourne City lacking, if anything, to actually take them all the way this season? Is there any I mean yep, let's yep. go let's go for this situation. The Melbourne victory, play them in a final, cutthroat. Are Melbourne City better placed to go all the way this season? What are the chinks possibly they need to improve on?
3: Yeah, look, it's a great question because I, I, I actually don't think they're really lacking anything. I think they have got a real depth in their squad. I think their squad is probably better than a Melbourne Victory squad. Um, and certainly over the course of the year, you know, the, the, the league table doesn't lie if uh, if they manage to go on and win their next two games and win the Premiership. The only thing, and we mentioned it just briefly in the cold just towards the end, the only thing that may just may work against them is i think finals experience goes a long way you know and, and just the mentality of players that have played in finals and and know how to get across the line so i don't know if they came up against the melbourne victory maybe you can call me bias boys but coming up <laughs> against a melbourne victory may may just be you know a little bit too just with with previous finals and and everything victory have been through in finals
4: great it's uh, carlos uh now I was ready to hammer Warren with the no Moy, no City uh, yes. thing if they didn't get the result tonight. Yeah. Do you think they passed the test without Aaron Moy uh, in the squad? Because obviously in the past two games where he has missed, they've drawn and lost a the game. They were a little bit, I don't know, they were a little bit pedestrian in midfield, even yeah. though Wellington weren't fantastic in that first half. I thought they took a while to break them down, and uh, towards the end of the first half they
3: were coming good. Uh you think they've passed that no Moy, no City test? Look, you boys will obviously get your teeth in over the next couple of hours. But, you know, just, just thinking back on the game tonight, I, I don't think Melbourne City were at their best by a long shot. You know, they get the result, and it's got an emphatic result in the end when you look at it. But, you know, there was times when you, you look at Casiris, you look at Malik. You know, Malik, for me, um, you know, I was questioning what his role in the team was in the first half because he's in there, and yes, he's breaking things up. But he could actually do so much more for the team to get on the ball. Um, so, yep, look, it's, a, it's again, it's another valid point that, you know, they get over the line t- today against a really, really poor Wellington Phoenix side. Um, let's not make any bones about that. They were, <laughs> they were really poor tonight. And uh, against a better team, I don't know if they would have got over the line without Aaron Moy.
5: Grant Davini here. I was going to ask you a, a Phoenix question. Given that uh, uh, Phoenix are very, they, they can. Set up a high tempo game and 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 be very potent on the counter attacks. What went wrong for them today? Was was it just the, the travel?
3: Um, well, look, everything. You've been nice yeah. there, Vinny, I think. It, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't a case. Look, they they had possession. They had a lot of possession uh, at certain points at the t- in the game in in the midfield area. But it was just like this was just one game too many for them. And you know, Bonavaccia. Times he would have a few flicks and tricks, but then you're looking at everyone else and you just think it didn't really happen for them. And you know, in in the front third, I think I I can think of one opportunity Krishna had in the first half when I think it was maybe Kisnor or Garuccio. I think it was that slipped. Yeah, Yeah. he slipped over. But apart from that, they were really, really poor tonight. And uh, you know, I think their their season just needs to be over and done with. Ernie's obviously been in the market and. You know he's recruiting already for next year so it's uh <laughs> it's been a tough old year for the phoenix
5: does that affect the players as well knowing that he's recruiting and stuff like that like many many muskets leaving they they're getting um uh, mm-hmm. and Finkler.
3: Mm. Mm. well it, and clearly on evidence of the play tonight it must have affected them <laughs> because, um, you know there, there didn't look like a lot uh you know if you if you are playing for contracts if you are just trying to drop a little seed in ernie's mind Um, It didn't look like that, and I would have loved to have heard what Ernie said on his fox grab there just at the end, but uh, it didn't look like he was winning too many hearts, uh, Ernie Manner there tonight.
0: Well, you compare, sorry guys, we talked about that when uh, Newcastle came here and played against Melbourne Victory. That was a a team that didn't have a heck of a lot to play for, Mm. but those guys went hard and played a really, really solid game, which they really didn't have much to play for tonight same situation and they were they were terrible
2: yeah grant finally from me back to friday night yep um as a victory for as a victory person Ooh, that was yep, close yep yep well what did i say oh, i thought you were saying you're a victory fan no i'm definitely <laughs> not a victory fan um was there enough in that performance to have you convinced that they've turned it around and that they're going to be able to go forward from here and really cause some cause some havoc from probably being in fifth or sixth position, almost certainly on the ladder.
3: Yeah, look, no, I think they've still got a long way to go, Victory. I think um, I think it was a positive in terms of, obviously, the result. I think it was a positive in terms of the attitude. Um, Kevin had obviously said he wanted a reaction. Um, and I think, you know, reading between the lines, I think he'd put a few people on notice and, and really said, look, you're playing for your careers, whether it be at this club or, or just in general, in terms of, you know, where are you going to go after here? So, um, he's got that reaction the players responded um, and it's something they have to build on now Um, but again they're gonna have to lift themselves again to go to Wellington this week then go away in the the Champions League and come back and do it all over again so it's still gonna be a tough ask for them but um, I think Friday night was a huge confidence boost
5: apparently uh, George Howard was prepared to play the best five minutes of his life as a (laughs) super sub
4: Grant, so you obviously played with some terrific A-League players in, uh, you know, legends almost in uh, the likes of Archie Thompson and, mm. you know, Carlos Hernandez. I mean, I call them wow players. And yep. there, there were moments in the game with Carlos in particular, you know, cracking one from downtown or Archie scoring a hat-trick or, or the, yep. you know, five goals he scored in the grand final and so forth. Bruno Fornaroli, for me... Uh, and I could probably tell by Ed's call at times. Uh, just he, he gives
3: you that wow factor, doesn't he? A hundred percent he does. And, you know, like I always say to anybody, you know, when I when I actually played, you know, my role was simple. I was just to win the ball, try and have one and two touches and give it to Carlos. Give it to Archie. <laughs> and just give it to the players that can go and win a game. You know, mm. I knew I couldn't win the game, but Archie, Carlos, these forneroli, big Aaron Moy, they can win games on their own, you know, and um, it's a credit that we have them in the in the league at the moment because they're certainly, you know, they're they're, they're fantastic to watch. Hey, um,
1: oh sorry, go ahead, sorry, I thought No, you were...
3: they're they're fantastic to watch and they're certainly putting bums on seats and getting people talking about our game, which is the main thing.
1: Absolutely, hey Ed, before we let you go. Yes. Um, what was your favorite goal because we're going to have the edometer um, <laughs> <laughs> on and just ah. when we listen you know when we when we kick off the next hour and listen to the goals uh, we'll judge which one you like best but just tell us from the horse's mouth which I one I like
0: the third one yeah. I think the third one was my favourite. And he's got a great name to call, Forno yeah. Roley. You know, it's a real easy one to roll off the tongue. He has been a treat to watch, guys. I, I like to say it. you He's a guy you'd pay to, to watch play. He's just an absolute star, as you guys know. Been a real lot of fun to call him and call City games mm. this year. And it's
1: good to see him being interviewed a couple of times now yeah. on Fox Sports. So, <laughs> you know, it's nice to get some get some of Melbourne City's personality yeah. out Absol- in the yeah, open. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. Absolutely. It, we, we haven't known a lot about them over the last couple years they've been very guarded we know john van skip likes it that way that sort of european model of uh, we'll hide behind fences and hedges but uh, (laughs) you're right it has been great to see uh, them making a little more noise uh, out in the uh, media and the community
4: just on that one there we had Mm. a a, 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 almost a violent argument (laughs) in the green
0: room uh, worried and i earlier
4: on because this is a team that's You know, they're two games away from winning the Premier's Mm. plate. They're playing beautiful football, some of the best football we've seen in the history of the A-League. You know, the three players, Mm. Thorna Riley, Novio and also uh, Moy, you know, just players, it doesn't matter where, what sort of football fan, if you're not barracking for victory or the A-League, you'd still go and see players of that ilk. You know, the crowds are still not coming. Mm. And they're very, very disappointing. Do you think it's a media issue? Because they don't make their players freely available Uh, across media outlets. Do you think that
0: could be one of the issues. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I think there are some elements of that, guys. I think that's uh, something that they're. I think they're starting to get a little bit better at that. But from the very beginning, I think when they were Melbourne Heart, they weren't quite sure what their identity was. Now they've got an identity, but a lot of it obviously is coming from Manchester. It's coming, you know, from the the big bosses up top, and whether or not they're allowed to do as much as other clubs is a really good question. But you know, we are in Australia. We do do things differently here, people are used to having guys out and about in the media and i think it's uh, important and they need to start doing that when you interview we've had post-match interviews with you guys osama malik was fantastic mm. you know you talk to these guys they're really good guys but they do need to be let off the leash a little bit so i would like to see that a little bit more from city but i will say it's been better than the last couple of years definitely mu- much much better
1: mm. hey hey guys great job tonight um, Thank you. and we really appreciate having a chat to us uh On the end, there. Thanks for
0: that. No worries, and always good to hand it over to you guys. It's uh, great to listen when we're uh, headed home, and uh, always good to a little comfort factor knowing you guys guys are there to kind of take the reins from us. So, we really do appreciate it all year, guys.
1: All right, thanks, guys. Enjoy the beer tonight. Uh, There's Ed White and Grant Brebner with the SEN call team. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with a little more, wrap up the scores, and all of that on the 4 Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
6: 1116 SEN, the 4 Diego's.
1: Thanks for joining us on the final whistle. We'll be back to wrap the whole game over the next two hours. But tonight, Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix three nil at Amy Park. Navio scored in the forty third minute with a beautiful alley oop uh, with uh, Bruno Fonaroli, and then Fonaroli uh, thought he'd get in on the act uh, on the score sheet in the sixty sixth minute and also the eightieth minute. Uh, so it was a, it was party time for Melbourne City against uh, Wellington Phoenix. Um, just quickly, Warren, you you're happy though just quickly, yeah, we've got about No. 15, it's, it's
2: great to be it's great to, great to be going to the ground. The atmosphere is improving every week. The football on the field is just absolutely sensational and look, it's just great to be a Melbourne City
1: fan. You are and uh, we'll get we'll get into, you know, some of the some of the uh, action tonight. We'll also talk about the crowd and we'll talk about uh, you know, all of the we need to get behind Melbourne City in this city. This is the 40 Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's Home of
7: Sport.
6: On 11 16 SES, the four Diego's. Fornaroli, Navio just outside the D,
7: flicks it back to Fornaroli, flicks over the top to Navio, shoots, go! Absolute brilliance finished by Harry Navio. It's 1 0. Bruno steps, fires, saved by Moss, and Corneroli puts it in. Moss saved the initial goal, and Bruno. Put in the rebound, it's 2-0. Mm-hmm. Melbourne City. Fitzgerald now gets it. Fortneroli inside the D. Fortaroli! Are you kidding me? Oh, that was magnificent! It's 3-0! Unbelievable stop! From the league's leading scorer.
1: There you go. It's uh the For Diego's <laughs> final whistle. We thought we'd uh Make Warren even happier tonight. Uh, welcome to the Diego's. Hey, thanks to Ed Wyatt and Grant Brebner on another great call. And uh, certainly, the, uh, Ed's favourite goal there was the, the one in the 80th minute with uh, Bruno. His voice Forneroli. changed, didn't it? It did. It just it went did. A it couple did. of options. Uh, yeah. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, with uh, Vinny Venezuelas back in the house. I'm Welcome, in the house. Vinny. Hello. Good to see you. Good to be here. Yes, and uh, Warren Diego, you're you're happy. You were there for the first half tonight, so we'll get some of your yeah, first-hand yep. reaction. Yeah, I would
2: stayed for the whole of the game, but I was required in other places. Yeah, so well, you're,
1: you're, a, you're and a man then was man subjected, the
2: subjected. I, I was subjected to bullying, <laughs> actually, before the... No, seriously. We'll take uh, it up with HR. There is... We'll, we'll talk about it later, but... Yep. I should have stayed at the game because the <laughs> level of bullying that I experienced pre game.
4: Oh, we might get Was into atrocious. that a little bit later. Carlos,
1: uh, <laughs> welcome to you. Good you.
4: evening to you, Rodrigo. Yeah, and please, here. listeners, don't listen to a thing that Warren says. He's, uh, he's a man who's just deluded with uh, joy at the moment. Can you be deluded with joy? Because you're two games away from silverware. Silverware, the Premier's plate could be Melbourne City's Yeah, he's, uh,
5: he's keeping a lid on it. Make Carlos. no
4: mistake. Are you keeping the only, a bit on that warrant? The only
2: person that'll be there that can celebrate with the boys <laughs> will be me. Yeah. When they do win. Wait, it. When you're when do you're Do they at get home, it on the night? If uh, we yeah, win they, it? they
4: should, unless they're over at Phoenix. <laughs> they won't <laughs> fly it over there. I actually got this concept.
2: Mm. This season for the first time, we're going to go into the last game of the season and we're not going to know who's going to win the premier's plate i think that's absolutely certain if you think about the games well it's a friday we night should, game we should actually one. get to the point where we're playing all the i know this will trouble the fox commentators oh, because they might
4: not have enough but they, they can do the crosses like the ffa yeah we yeah. should play yeah. all the games yeah. at the one time absolutely and they have that you know that that horrible overlay audio where someone's making all this noise and means they've got to cross to another ground? Yeah, that's I it. hate it. It sort of scares you. Well, they every did time with come. the FFA Cup. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's quite, but I kind of like it when Zappa's at another ground and Adam Peacock's at yeah, another ground. Yeah, I reckon we're,
2: we're at a point where they should yeah. consider in the last game yeah. everyone being yeah. on at the same time. You know, time.
4: Warren, I think Fox should employ you to beat the city ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, so there's either tears or absolute joy. You've got your gear off with, when they win. <laughs> you could get discovered. <laughs> you could get discovered. <laughs> Hey, I'm already discovered. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, big night tonight. Uh, Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3 0. Navio scored a beautiful goal. Uh, you know, just a lovely, mm. lovely dink over the top uh, by Bruno Fornaroli over the top of the last defenders. I called and, it uh, a
5: lobette. Oh, it
1: was a mm. bit of an alley oop, mm. really, in basketball yes. parlance. And he took the half volley beautiful in the top corner uh, in the 43rd minute, just before half time. It was 1 0. At halftime, then Bruno Fornaroli scored a, a rebounded penalty. He, mm-hmm. missed the, he was saved by Glenn Moss, and then he took it on the rebound and then just scored a sublime goal in the 80th minute. Fantastic lead-up work from uh, Fitzgerald on that one as well. So 3-0 in the end. That means that uh, Melbourne City go to the top of the table um, with uh, Adelaide United, but uh, certainly unbelievable goal difference. At St. Amy Park tonight, in front of 9,895 people. Didn't quite crack the 10, but that's close. Yep. That's
4: a terrific I, I, crowd. I was actually wanting around about the 10 mark uh, because Warren's was giving me all these funny figures about it not being any more than seven and stuff. <laughs> and I thought, well, why is this club getting more than seven? But that's another discussion for later on. What is the hotline tonight, Carlos? The hotline tonight is because I think Melbourne City fans could really talk about winning something this year. You're two games away from Silverware. So tonight it's the Silverware hotline. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a ring. If you're a Melbourne City fan and... Uh, you're very happy after tonight. You're sitting
1: on top. You're on top of the world. Yep. Um. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen or 0433 3,
5: Yeah, and we've had the roller coaster hotline. We've had the broken heart hotline. Oh, yeah. The ship break. is sinking oh, yeah. hotline. <laughs> yep. Now it's silverware hotline. It, Don't you love this game? I know. You unbelievable can turn, turn on a five cent piece.
2: And you know what? I've never actually come up with any of the hotlines when you guys have been prepared to knock Melbourne City big oh, time. But. Keep going. I'm actually feeling very, very, very good because... You're very comfortable
1: sitting I've here. I'm stuck. Sitting, you're actually le- stuck leaning back fat. in your chair. <laughs> yep, you have stuck fat. You've got to stop drinking the Coke. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh. Anyway, let's go you're, to... You're nine, rusted on. nine Warren. four two nine eleven sixteen. Snapper is in Port Phillip Bay. G'day, Snapper, and welcome to the final whistle. Good evening, James. How are we going? Yes. No, not bad at all. Good to talk to you. How are you feeling um, after that?
8: Likewise. Uh, oh, ecstatic. I mean, I mean we're, we're on top of the league. Um... And, you know, our little neighbours' victory, you know, they're, they're plummeting down there, they're holding on to and the us. And they're still giving it to us. They're still
9: saying, your trophy cap is
8: empty. Let me just get one thing straight here. You've won three titles, two when City weren't around. This season, we will be equal, and you will have nothing more to say. We are on top of the league, we will be <laughs> champions, and we will win the league. That's how good we are. And there is a four in the City team. It's the belief that we have to believe in ourselves. If we don't believe in ourselves, that's the fall right now, is that tonight, the players didn't believe in themselves until that first goal. We played very poorly, but then finally, we cracked it. And and the the key man, Caceres, I'm very disappointed in him. He had a point to prove tonight. He didn't quite stand up. And I'll tell you what, guys, Bruno Fornaroli... He's a cheeky boy. He missed that penalty on purpose. On purpose? He wants, to, he wants to hold that record with zero penalties because that's what strikers do. They score without the gift from the referee. Come on, Setty! Oh,
7: I love
5: it. So, oh. Seppo, are you available for halftime Pip Talks? <laughs> uh, you know, I was moved by that, my friend. Moved. I'm available any
8: time you want me, guys. I'm uh, 24-7. I'm on top of the league. We're going to win the title. I'm going to be there. I cannot wait to see the boys lift the Premier's plate and then lift that title in about five weeks' time. It
1: will be an amazing feeling. I reckon it'll be better than when I get married to my girlfriend in the future. That's how good it feels right (laughs) now. Whoa, awesome. That's fantastic there, Snapper. he going to snap in his shorts just
5: quietly. We won't tell her you said that, of course, because that could wreck the wedding night.
2: Yep. No, Snapper, just, I love your passion. Just let's keep a lid on it (laughs) it. No, no, no everything he says is right and look couple of things I thought Caserius was actually okay tonight and it, it's a hard it's a hard gig replacing Aaron Moy but just very quietly you have to say on performance they scored three goals I mean Aaron Moy will find his way back into the team next week I'm sure but uh look snapper I know two people that'll be at the after match function when we do win the grand final. There won't be another Diego there it'll be me and you and a few other Thousand of people, but none of the rest of these blokes in here. Jeez, a bit, bit uh, coming
1: <laughs> off the text messages from some Melbourne victory supporters. Oh, of course there are. Um, what are they going to say, well, Rodrigo? It's, it's a whole family. Michelle, Sam and her their son, Matthew, are yep. passionate Melbourne City haters. They hope they get to the final and lose to victory if they get there, or any other team if they don't. That's very vindictive, uh, Michelle, Sam and Matthew. No, that's but, what uh, <laughs> sport's all about. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, have a very safe trip home, Michelle, Sam and Matthew. Let's go to Ralph on nine four two nine It is the Silverware hotline. day, Ralph, you're in Frankston. Welcome to the final whistle.
10: Thanks guys, we're on our way back to Frankston. Uh, obviously Silverware's a premium down there. I um, <laughs> just thought I'd say uh, uh, the girls in the back want to say hi. Hi!
9: Hey. Hello! Hey girls.
10: <laughs> so we take our daughters every week and it's um, just uh, been building this season and it's really uh, amazing to see how big uh, one season can make, um, especially with the City group coming on board. And Sorensen has been super. And um, I thought Caceres was okay tonight as well. And um, I'm just really excited every time I watch Bruno Fornaroli get the ball. I haven't seen anything like it in Australia. And um, I hope I hope he's back next season and maybe we should naturalise him and didn't play for Australia. I don't
4: know. Ralph, Ralph, it's Carlos, can you give us a bit of an indication how you felt? And we talked about we've had a various number of hotlines for Melbourne City over the over the journey this season. Uh, some really disappointing nights. I, I still remember taking, you know, two hours plus of talk back when they lost against West Sydney Wanderers and, or Newcastle Jets, I think it was, it was just a, the most inept performance and we all, you know, people were talking about ripping up tickets and, you know, microwaving their, their membership tickets and, and jumping off the club. Are you one of those guys that felt really close about jumping off uh, or are you being a guy that, you know, albeit being disappointed, decided to stick with the club and now you're getting some rewards?
10: Well, we've been going since day dot, me and uh, my mate Daniel, so we've had... Five years of misery, five and a half <laughs> years of misery. So we were very, very gutted. But then, you know, it's just something that, you know, you get to, it, it's been building since, you know, since probably Christmas when we uh, when we had those transfers and we thought, oh, geez, I wonder how these guys are going to go. But he's definitely uh, picked the right players. You've got Fitzgerald who's coming in, into his own. Caceres, I agree with you, he did all right tonight. But, yeah, we were gutted at that game. I I still remember that game vividly because I rang up and, you know, I didn't really know what to say because we were so upset. But, uh, you know, it's been um, a bit of a revelation really since then and how they've started to gel together.
5: Now, Ralph, all the kids in the back seat, are they all called Bruno now? (laughs) Uh,
4: Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Are any of them old enough to take Bruno's hand in marriage? (laughs)
10: Uh, No, (laughs) not in this country anyway.
4: (laughs) Well, Ralph, just because you've been there since day dot, like you said, you obviously really, really feel uh, what the the club is doing and their results and their performances and so forth. What do you think has been the thing that's turned uh, their season around? Because as as we have talked about before, this team was on its knees at different times this season.
10: I I really think uh, they're, they're starting to play for each other a lot more now, and they've got their confidence. I mean, Zulo's addition. You know, we had a lot of injuries at the start of the year, which a lot of a lot of people forget. You know, uh, for, um, Navillo was injured, uh, Zulo was injured, French was injured. Like these, these three guys would start in any team in the A League. And you know, we had a lot of injuries, and we've built since then. And you know, they've just started to play a lot better together, and they have that confidence where you know it doesn't matter who comes on off the bench. Um, you know they can, you know they can do something special, and especially when you've got the confidence of Aaron Moy, the best Australian player in Australia at the moment, you know Fauna Roli, who's just, uh, you know, a bit of revelation, and and Avila, whose arrogance and class is, you know, starting to show as well.
5: Ralph, can I ask you, do you feel that Zulo's still got more to give?
10: Uh, I think, I think he does. I really do think he does, but. You know, I also think he's got a point to prove to himself, really, because he's been injured for so long and wasn't getting the game time that he probably thought he deserved. So he's probably he might be trying a little bit too hard, like to to um to get that ball moving forward. But um, like a couple a couple of good runs tonight, but some of his passing left a little to be desired. But um, I think you know once Moy comes back, his role you know is a little bit better.
1: Hey, uh, Ralph, really appreciate your call tonight and uh, you and your family, drive carefully and uh, make sure you just keep, uh, keep supporting Melbourne City. Well done. Thanks for your call. There's Ralph there from Frankston on his way home with his girls, loving the football with his family. Let's go to Jenny in Wallens, called on the Silverware hotline. G'day, Jenny. <laughs> Welcome to the Diego's.
11: Hi, guys. My first-time caller, long-time listener. Welcome. And it sh- should be the Fornarelli silverware hotline. Let's get it right, fellas.
4: We can add that. We can show – as you know, if you're a long-time <laughs> listener, we change things all the time there. <laughs> Jenny, we will do that for you. Actually,
5: I did call it the Fornarelli FC silverware hotline <laughs> on one of the tweets.
11: That'll be great. And, look, my son was at the game. I couldn't, unfortunately, go. But uh, he said, the fans were in fine voice, and they sent some silverware, and it's been absolutely awesome. I'm a recent convent to soccer, so from AFL, and I think, uh, yes, City is a bit like the St Kilda of the AFL, you know. We're (laughs) just about there, but we're just not quite game enough to believe that we can actually do it. But I think, yeah, I think we can, and I hope so, and it'll be great. I'm loving it. But I do agree with what you said about... um, You know, the the city needs to open up a bit more to the players with their fans. The players at last week's game, which I did go to, you know, come up to the fans after the game, taking selfies. It was fantastic. And I think sometimes that there should be a bit more of that or a bit more fan engagement, perhaps midweek or during the weeks or after training or things like that. That would be great. And I also think there definitely should be a ladies do champagne before the game.
4: Fantastic, oh, like Jenny. Jenny. just on Jenny, uh, just on your uh, sort of new interest or re- more recent interest in the game, we know your, your son or, you know, people, he's friends and your son really loves the game. That's why you may have been, uh, you know, maybe gained your attention. But was there anything else about the game or Melbourne City in particular that has made you a bit of a convert?
11: Well, I think I started in the last season before they went to Melbourne City, so they were hot. And I just loved the whole... Family atmosphere. Look, I hated soccer. I'm a sports fan, and I generally watch all kinds of sports and love sport. My whole family does, but I um, I hated watching it on TV. And it was just so different at the game. You know, it's when you see the whole thing at the game. When they when the skill level is is just so different. It's a lot quicker when you're at the game. You understand why they pull up when they're shooting for goal because you don't always see. And understand that when you're watching it on TV, it's like watching grass grow when you watch it on TV. <laughs> and the crowd, I love the singing and the chanting and the freedom that we have to 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 sing like that, as opposed to AFL. You know, it, yeah, AFL got too pristine, I think. And I love the the whole atmosphere. The chanting is all game. All, day, all night long or all day long and and it doesn't stop and it's just so passionate and I love it I think it's good for the kids I do not like flares I just think that's stupid and dangerous so I don't like that aspect of the game but um, everything else, it, it's just awesome. I love it. I look forward to it. I look forward to learning the new songs and singing them at the top of my guts. I love it. <laughs>
2: <Good on> you. <laughs> Jenny, thanks so much for getting on. And I think um, you make a lot of good points. I mean, no matter what sport it is, going is always better than watching it on TV. It should only ever be if you can't get to the game, you watch it on TV. And I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying Melbourne City. And I get a strong sense that... You're the type of person that is starting to come along to Melbourne City, and they're starting to build a fan base across all the demographics. And it's great that um, you're enjoying the game so much. And let's hope you've got something to to enjoy and follow in the next couple of weeks. Good on you, Jenny.
1: Really appreciate that. Hey, I had a couple of very very positive calls there from Melbourne City fans. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call tonight. The Silverware Hotline or as Jenny wants us to call it, the Fornaroli Silverware Hotline um, on 9429 1116 or give us a, send us a text message on 0433 98 1116. Omar and Kobu wants to know the crowd figure. Omar, it was 9,895 tonight at Amy Park. So,
4: and what I like about the fact that, you know, I think they got 7,000-odd at the last game when they beat Brisbane on a Friday night, and that's got to 9,000. For me, that's a natural organic increase and that's what i would expect with the likes of Fornaroli, with the likes of navio Moy wasn't playing tonight but you know the expectation around this club now you grow it organically in this marketplace because of course when victory came into the marketplace they're the only club they were going to get anyone who wanted to go anyone who wanted to jump on board uh, an a-league club they're all going to go to victory but what we're seeing i'm thinking the what we're what the evidence is now is that People who aren't following victory are now probably being drawn to the club because of the Fornaroli's and Navillos. And suddenly that will explode if they start winning stuff too.
5: Can you imagine how big it's going to get when Fornaroli's king of Moomba? <laughs> when, they, when they push hard and he's just leading the parade, I think it's going to go off.
1: There you go. Time to change the intro to your show, boys. Put some city audio in it like Fornaroli's second goal. Tonight. If you haven't seen the goals tonight, make sure you get, get a look at all of them, actually. Navio's first one, and then Fornaroli's second, and uh, well, the third one as well.
4: I think he's actually scored every type of goal this year. So mm. He scored a header from inside the box, he's, he's curled one. Uh, a couple with of his set, right, pieces, yeah, yeah. set pieces, Set uh, pieces. He's curled some in general play. He's poached. Uh, I, I think he's had a backheel, hasn't he, Warren? You've, you, yeah. you memorise every one of his goals. Yes, no, there's been you a backheel. You actually reenact every one of his goals in the backyard every time he scores. Yeah, with my daughter, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think he scored every possible way of scoring this year.
5: Well, I'll tell you what was really interesting, the fact that uh, Harry Navillo scored the first one because, you know, it's almost like... They they don't need uh, Bruno to score, even though he he mm. was uh, crucial in in that play. But uh, Navio's uh, presence in that squad can can also not be under understated. Oh, because absolutely, no.
4: absolutely. absolutely. He, he was brilliant today. I thought... Yeah. Um, I, I, in, in the first half, when it was a bit of a stalemate, not much was happening. I thought Navia was a, a little bit of a difference between both teams at that point. Uh, Forneroli was being starved of the ball, but then they started wearing them down. And that's another great sign. This whole idea of... I was thinking, oh, no more, no, no City. But then they started wearing them down with their general play and really towards the end of that first half, they were just bossing that whole game.
1: Hey, boys, before we go to a break, let's go to Mark on the road. G'day, Mark. Welcome to the uh, final whistle
4: going
1: there mate yeah very very well how are you going you you happy
12: yeah yeah just coming back from the game mate uh, yeah it's sort of the Fauna rally show and uh, <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what I'm a Liverpool supporter too and uh, he reminds me a bit of a, uh, of
8: a Lewis Far't not, obviously not as good but uh you know, he's, the Austra- he's the Australian equivalent watching him for Liverpool when he's backs to the goal you know he's got the uh, he's got the
13: moves.
2: Yeah, Mark, born in the same city. I don't think it was a thousand-person city. It was a big city <laughs> in Uruguay. But yeah, I agree with you. I think um, I think in the equivalent of Australia, he's actually able to demonstrate that he can do everything that Luis Suarez does. I probably think that they're actually about the same height. But I think Fornaroli's great strength in Australia in in our football this year has the ability to engage defenders, maintain his position against Mm. guys bigger and stronger, taller and whatever, and then turn really quickly. I mean, his ability to keep possession, be physical in the contest and then be able to be skillful enough to do something about it or with it has been absolutely sensational. And considering that his goal-scoring record before this was consistent but not sensational... um, It was actually quite poor. In five years, he scored 13 goals as a striker. to come out and score Mm. 22 and break the record for the total number of goals in one season and that was done by Barisha including finals is quite amazing and look the goal scoring across the A league this year if you look at if you look at McLaren with 18 goals if you look at Barisha with 17 goals it's been
4: and Moy and Navio now are in double figures. First time ever three players yeah. in the same team have been in double figures. And he's scaring the living daylights also out of defenders. In the mm. first half, you noticed he, he received the ball outside the box. And he started just moving towards the ball, the, the box with the ball at his feet. And suddenly... It just opened it just up like opened, Moses. Like Moses. Yeah. I, I did see that. He should have
1: scored that goal too, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely.
4: It was Glenn Moss a, a terrific uh, reaction yeah, yeah, save. Yeah. But, I mean, it, they were just so petrified of him yeah. that they just, op- it just opened up this whole gap. And I think now his reputation's preceded him in that way. And on that note, Carlos, let's take a break. And uh, Tom, Tom and Omar and all the callers, please stay
1: on the line because we'll come back to you right after this break on the Fort Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN,
6: Melbourne's home of sport. Football is like a religion to me, I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick, they should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the Four Diegos.
1: Yes, welcome to the final whistle on this Easter Monday evening. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0 to go to the top of the A-League table uh, with two rounds to go after tonight. Novio scored in the 43rd minute. Uh, Fornaroli scored in the 66th and the 80th minute. Uh, some beautifully constructed goals, especially the first and the third goal tonight. If you get a chance, make sure you check them out on TV or on YouTube, or wherever you, you, you get your content. That's, that's how the uh, media people talk these days. <laughs> At Amy Park tonight in front of 9,895 people. Warren's happy, Vinny's happy. Uh, Carlos is always... I'm indifferent. Indifferent. Um, Jeez, I'm happy. That's unusual. I'm kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no, I'm, I'm very happy. happy. You're happy. We had some fantastic, really passionate uh, supporters yep. uh, in the first half hour or so. Nine four two nine it is the Silverware hotline. It was a big, big win for Melbourne City. They had to win this and they did. Let's go to Tom, who's been waiting online. Thanks for that, Tom, and welcome to the final whistle.
14: Good day, boys. How are you going? Yeah,
1: good. Welcome. Uh,
14: yeah, thanks. Um, look, very, very happy. I've been a Melbourne City supporter since day one. Um, I have to say, it's finally paying off, actually. Uh, being a Melbourne City fan, so I'm absolutely stoked. Um, I just think uh, mainly our difference this season. I know everyone's talking about Fornaroli a lot, but just having that striker presence in the box, especially I find in um, previous seasons, we seem to be able to like build it up, get it out to the wings, and uh, there's never anyone there to take the shot, really. So...
8: I
2: think that's been a massive turnaround for us. There's no doubt. I mean, it's simple to say goals win games. And as much as teams need to keep clean sheets, and interestingly, I think coinciding with this good run of form has been the Melbourne City's ability to limit teams. I think they've only copped one goal in the last three, and that makes a difference too. But to have the confidence that one guy, and really, in all honesty, as Carlos said, He doesn't get many things right, but the stats he's always absolutely (laughs) up to to date with. And three guys in double figures, first time it's ever happened. It means that it's not just one guy. And Mm. Harry Navia, who's come back, credit to him, his discipline issues off the field, he's come back and he's played a part. And the first goal tonight really demonstrated the chemistry that there is between the two of those guys. And it just
4: means that teams are going to have to worry about three guys, not one. Just don't underestimate also, Tom, the fact that when City have been under the pump at times this season, the outlet has been Novio and Bruno Fornaroli. My favourite saying is, keep calm, give it to Bruno, and you get you out of jail. And that's what's been happening. But nowadays, it's a more collective effort. I mean, John Van Skipper's got a really, really uh, good, cohesive team that work well together. But it hasn't always been like that. But you have got results because Bruno's got you out of jail every now and again. So uh, that's that's the other thing about this team it's, he can change formations probably more so than any other A-League team and still get success when they're under the pump they can still get an outlet to Bruno or Harry and they can score goals this is a very very dangerous mm. team right now for any opposition who try and close them down with only plan A because they've got plan B and plan C that's the difference I think
5: and the fact that people like Fitzgerald can also mm. kick a goal and a good goal when when the when the time beckons is heartening. I think Sorensen, the fact that they're building from the back, you can't undervalue his his uh, contributions because when they were having their lulls and sort of just scraping in at games, and, and he was the one who was making some big saves and 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 got them through sort of I think the an ugly part yeah. of this the, the season, and now they're sort of every, everything's firing on all cylinders.
1: Thanks for your call, Tom. Really appreciate that. There's another Tom online. G'day, Tom in Greenvale. Welcome to the Fort Diego's final whistle.
5: G'day, gents. How are we?
12: Yeah,
1: very well. You sound
5: excited. I think, we're,
12: <laughs> I think we're, um, we're blessed. I don't think we've seen a striker of Bruno's calibre for probably 20 years since Mark Viduka here in Australia who can play, change a game and plays fair. No red cards. Hmm. And uh, if, Vic, if, uh, if we can keep this team together for another season, I think victory, no, uh, we're coming hard, hard and strong. Yeah,
2: I think there are, I think there's statistical comparisons between Fauna Roli and Viduka in terms of the most goals in their first season, something like that going back to I just well, think was
4: under 21, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, there's, it is a very different. Talking about numbers, compare, not you know, to for, uh, compare Bruno to foreigners. Not, I wouldn't compare them to someone like a Viduka who, he was playing A-League as, as a 16. Yeah, sorry, but just in the, the numbers of was,
2: goals in their first season. Yeah, so... I mean, that's a but stat, he, Carlos. He start, normally he started, hold on to those Duka very, started when very he was 16, firmly.
4: right? I mean, it's, it's chalk and cheese, to tell you the truth, Warren. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, I wasn't actually the <laughs> caller was, Carlos, but anyway. But anyway, look,
2: I just think um, what we get is a point of difference. And Carlos was, you know, jibing me off air about what I'd do if, if City didn't re-sign Fornaroli. I think if Melbourne City want to continue to build any type of success on and off field, and that is... Crowds and the whole package, they've actually got to throw the farm at Fornaroli and make him the marquee player. He may not come back and score anywhere near as many goals, even if he ended up getting 13 or 14. With the fact that Aaron Moy is probably going to choose to go because of his career, it makes Fornaroli's role in the team even more important. Is he Del Piero money? Oh, he's any money. Mm. He's, I mean, right now, in terms of his, if he, in terms of his impact on a club, and that's the total impact, he could be the he should be the highest paid player in the A League. I don't think there's any doubt about that. In terms of what he means as one person to a whole football club, where they're at right
4: now in attempting to build something. If City came back at the end of the year and said we've lost him to China because they offered him ten million a year, no, there's no excuse for that. No, I agree. There's no excuse for this team. And the owners, Citigroup, because they can pay marquee wages no of any excuse. amount. They can match anything China will want to pay. If they want to pay fifteen million dollars to this guy, Citigroup can match it. Now whether it's worth it for them to match it is another question. But they are the only they're the only ownership group in the A League that can match China if they wanted to.
5: If he gives up King of Moon, but just to go to China, <laughs> I've it. got to be asking the question what of a know, man is he? And this is going to,
2: people are going to bag me for what I'm about oh, to say. but uh, I'm going to say, you're, it. you're fine with it. In the <laughs> midst of knowing that Aaron Moy will go, and whether you want to keep a Harry Navio or not, depending on what he gives you, it would be a perfect opportunity to go after somebody like Tim Kale. If you ended up having a Harry Navio with Tim you Kale. You can't have Bruno and, and, and Tim. I mean Bruno Fornaroli and Tim Kale You can't not? have them together.
4: It won't work.
1: What it, ego? It ego work. wise, or the way no, they no, play? No, no, no. Just a,
4: no. It's structural. It's a structural, structural issue. Yep. I don't think uh, that you can have a Tim Kale and a Bruno in the same team, unless you play with two up front, which uh, I've never seen John Van Skip do.
1: Yeah, but so so. You, uh, what's his name? Tim? Tim will ask uh, what what's the. You know, what's the... What's, what's the project? What's the project? Yeah, what's, project. The project? What's, what's the What's he calling? What's the ambition? Yeah, the vision. Uh, the vision. The vision, thank, that's you. What, that, yeah. thank you, I appreciate that. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for your call. Evening, Diego's Foundation member. Extremely starved City fan. An incredible feeling being top of the league. Stats don't lie. Having the golden boot leader, best midfielder, and number one goalkeeper. Exciting times and can't wait for the finals. P.S. City needs to pay Fornaroli whatever he wants.
9: There's and there's a
4: high expectation that the City group will meet whatever this guy wants. And are we talking about Del Piero money? You know, three, four million a year. Are you prepared to pay that? I'm asking the question of the Shakes mm. there at the City Group. Are and you prepared to pay that? And you've got to show him. What, it's
5: not just about the money too. You've got to whatever schools the kids want to go to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. fun activities on weekends.
4: Whether it, they get him a, a package. Where they get him a mansion in Footscray. It's <laughs> yeah. really, really yeah, important. The right. Bruno. It's trips, some good day trips, absolutely. Absolutely. No,
1: nine four two nine eleven sixteen, the uh, silverware hotline. Uh, give us a call, like Omar has from Greenvale. Good day, Omar.
8: Yeah, hi, gents. Thanks for the uh, opportunity. No worries. Just a quick one. Uh, firstly, with fauna I don't have much, but I have a car which I'm happy to give to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> since what we talk about fauna Navio and Moy, and they're superstars, so don't get me wrong, but the real unsung hero, the resurgent of Melbourne City, has been Sorensen, and I'll tell you what, we've gone from useless Butterfingers Red Main to Sorensen, <laughs> massive <laughs> difference, and I'm telling you, he's done wonders for our club. What's your comments on that?
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, um, look, for me, you never know what you're going to get with guys that come over from overseas, and this guy came with He'd played 300 or so games in the Premier League and he had been a good goalkeeper and he played 113 times for his country. For me, the epitome of what Thomas Sorensen brought to the club was after the first derby game where he'd single-handedly won the game. And he was in his box after the final whistle, you know, celebrating as if he'd been a foundation member of this club and that he was wanting to be part of something. And since that point, I would say... you could go back and look at disappointing games and there probably have been some. But since that against the odds victory against Melbourne victory, when really they scored early and hung on for dear life based on the fact that Sorensen was best player, Melbourne City haven't really looked back. And I absolutely agree with you. I think, look, the success of a team is the sum of its parts, not individuals. And as much as Fornaroli, Neveo and Moy have led to 40 goals or so, You know, Wilkinson coming on board, you know, Zulo and um, Franich getting fit, Kisnorbo getting some support.
4: It's the sum of all the parts of the team. I think the turning point has been the squad being available. They had those horrendous long-term injuries. They suddenly started getting that right. And the pitch suddenly... was too hard, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah the issues with the, with the calves. And it. But I, I was uncertain about the Soroson move because they were so poor in the first half of the year. I just thought, as much as he's okay, he's not going to make a difference. But he had, when you've got everyone on deck, everyone competing for spots, it's so important to have someone like a Soroson, who now is just so comfortable with that back four – I mean, Paddy Kuznobo looks comfortable.
2: He looks a far better player Absolutely than Absolutely, because, because
4: suddenly you've got your best team in and people are covering each other everywhere. So if Paddy misses, is, lacks a yard of pace, suddenly there's Wilkinson that can cover in there or Garuccio or Franich or Zulo. It, they just are better collective because John Van Skip's had everyone
6: available.
1: Fair enough. Hey, let, hey, thanks for your call, Omar. Let's Before we go to a break, let's go to Andrew in Preston. G'day, Andrew.
6: G'day, gentlemen. How are you going tonight? Yeah, very well.
14: Fantastic. Look, uh, my comments sort of uh, stole some of my fire. The last uh, rec- last call of stole some of my fire around Sorensen. But I also feel that you're speaking about the confidence that's starting to build in the club. I also feel that there's a level of cool headedness that's building in the club. And there's a, there's a level of calmness, and they are not rushing through some of the passes, particularly down in defence. And I bring that sort of coming from the coach. I think what we're starting to see is uh, is a level of of assuredness that uh, I haven't seen. I've been a member for three years now, but I I haven't seen that since I've been there. What's your comment around the reflection of the coach?
2: Yeah, and I I think you're 100% right. I mean, I think there's a sense that, you know, um, John Van Skip wrote a fantastic article about Johan Cruyff and the, the sense of total football is actually playing structured, unstructured, if you know what I mean. There's a structure about the way Melbourne City play, particularly in distribution from Sorensen in the back half. But then there's the flexibility and the flair that's allowed in the middle of the park, that once they get to a certain point with the interchange of the passes, and Fornaroli creates that because of his such good play with his back towards the opposition's goal, his ability to keep it, to distribute it, to turn, to play. So... There is a confidence around Melbourne City. A team that's gonna challenge them is a team that's going to to match them in the middle of the park and maybe outpossess them and take on the Kisnorbos and the and the Wilkinsons, try to get behind them with pace, you know. That's gotta be West Sydney Wanderers. It, it does. And it
4: can mate I'm just really, really waiting for the Perth Glory game next weekend away from It'll home. It'll be interesting
2: yeah. with um with the the mix because Perth Glory now with Keo up front it 's changed the dynamics of their team big time
5: I was going to say I thought that today they uh, th- that first half was pretty ordinary, and they weren 't really imposing themselves on anything and and Wellington were just ordinary for the whole game, but uh, th- the interesting thing I thought was that they they were patient and they they kept possession and and you knew that they were building up to something. So th- I think they did miss Moy a little bit. I think more things would have happened quicker if Moy had been there. But uh, it, it's a tri- it's a testament to the to the boys at City that they made it happen without Moy and they just. Uh, Wore, wore them down a little bit and, and got creative and, and showed some flair and, and finished nicely
1: we'll talk, we'll talk more about the absence of Moy and, and the impact on that team, whether it had an impact at all. Thanks for your call Andrew. we we'll need to take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116
6: SEN, Melbourne's home of sport Argentina's biggest and best supported club Boca Juniors were founded in 1905 by an Irishman named Patrick McCarthy and a group of Italian immigrants the founding members, unable to decide what colours to play in, chose to adopt the national colours of the next ship to sail up the river plate. The boat was Swedish, hence Bocca's strip of blue and yellow. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's.
1: Thanks for joining us on the final whistle on a big night for Melbourne City where they defeated uh, Wellington Phoenix 3-0. Navio scored in the 43rd minute. Fornaroli scored in the 66th and the 80th minute uh, at Amy Park in front of 9,895. It's been a big show so far. Good
2: crowd, Rodrigo. Good
1: crowd. Not a bad crowd at all there, Warren. Especially where,
2: and so, if you were there, you'd actually realise that it sounded more like 12,000
1: Well, w- when you walked in after half-time, you said it was about 6,000 But um, anyway, it was 9,800 Did 9, I? 9, I use that number, did I? <laughs> Let's go, hey, we've got a call from Michael Zapponi Fox Sports, Michael Zapponi G'day, Michael, and welcome to the show
14: Good evening, gentlemen
1: Yes, always good to have you I haven't spoken to you for a little while on the final whistle But, uh, hey, what would you make of that? That was a, an emphatic win in the end, wasn't it, from Melbourne City?
14: was, and I think, you know, Ernie Merrick summed it up uh, well when we spoke to him post-game, and he said, you just didn't take enough risks. We uh, sat back, and it, you can't do that against a team with the quality of Melbourne City, and I know you've been speaking about uh, Navio and, and Fornaroli and how good they've been, but uh, Wellington Phoenix were disappointing tonight. It's a tough one for them because they didn't have a lot to play for, but uh, in the past, we've seen Melbourne City falter at crucial times in seasons, and this I think it's got the the fabric about it that uh, can go all the way this year. When you look at their really impressive form at home, they're now 10 undefeated in a row at home. They've scored 31 goals to 11 in those last 10 games. So it's just an imposing record, and you wouldn't want to play Melbourne City uh, in Melbourne. Uh, They're very, very tough to beat.
4: Uh, Zappas, it's Carlos. Uh, yeah, good point about playing Melbourne City in Melbourne. And they're not too bad away from home these days either, except for when they go to Perth. And they've got Perth next week. And this is a red-hot Perth. Probably the team with City playing the best football and getting the results with Keo on fire and, all, and Castro and all the other great players. They've got to get over Perth next weekend, obviously, if they want to win the Premier's plate. Uh, what do you think their chances are?
14: Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it, Carlos? Because as you said, Perth uh, are the form team of the competition. In the last 10 rounds, they've won 9 out of 10. So uh, uh, they're, they're going beautifully and to, to beat them over there has proven very difficult for both Melbourne teams over the years. Uh, Andy Keogh scored 7 out of the last 7 and um, Kenny Lowe, he's, you know, the second longest standing coach in the Hyundai A-League. and uh, if you would have told me that would have been the case when he was appointed there a couple of seasons ago, I wouldn't have believed you at all. But uh, he's such a character, and he's got everyone playing for him. And, and they've got a very good squad, Diego Castro... Uh, We often don't talk about him too much here in Melbourne, but, you know, he's one of the best signings of the A-League this season uh, alongside Bruno Fornaroli. So, yeah, they're playing some great football. And the players they've picked up have been really handy. You know, Vadoc, who's come in, the Hungarian into their midfield, has been really solid for them as well. And um, they've got a really good squad. It's going to be tough for them. And uh, I I can't see them beating Perth in Perth. But, uh, you know, that won't be... um, absolutely, uh, you know, crucial to to them winning. Uh, What will be is that final game of the season against Adelaide United at home.
5: Uh, Zappers, Vinny here. If Roll is the bride, who's the bridesmaid? Or is it like a a Mormon wedding and they're all brides? Like, you know, (laughs) is is any other player... I mean, I know Moy, I'd probably put him up as a bride as well for this team. Navio sort of, you know, can go cold a little bit. How crucial is he? Is he a bridesmaid? <laughs> Navio? Yeah. Like, you know, he's not, not as good as Fornaroli, but he's almost, you know, he's almost got the nod.
14: Well, isn't it great to see those two uh, in action again tonight? And uh, that first goal was one of the best I've seen this season uh, in terms of the build up play and uh, the way that Fornaroli set up Navio. Was, was brilliant and uh, you know watched watch that goal anywhere in the world and, and it would have been a place in the Serie A or the, in the English Premier League and, and it was a tough finish it wasn't an easy goal to finish given the fact that the, the pitch at that end of the park is terrible <laughs> and uh, the way he took the goal in the half volley and the VO was uh, was well taken so uh, he's he's a really important player to them I think they struggled the, the two games that um, he was suspended uh, by the club um, I think they really struggled when they he's not in the side so um, City talk about the depth that they've got, but um, he's a, t- a tough player to replace, and they need him there during the finals if uh, if they're going to achieve something this year.
2: Zappers Warren here. You walk in corridors and speak to people that the Diegos would only hope to ever speak to. <laughs> Is, um, or walk-in, can I say. <laughs> Bruno Fornaroli, he's certainly throw the farm at him material, isn't he? In terms of Melbourne City building a brand... And growing, you know, their crowd and growing their support, which they've started to do this year, as much as all football is a business decision, certainly Melbourne City have got to just make sure they keep him next season, particularly with Aaron Moy looking like he'll definitely go for career purposes.
14: Yeah, and look, let's be clear that Fornaroli is a player that is contracted next season as well, so... Um, We know that, that, you know, in football that often uh, doesn't mean a lot (laughs) when there's a lot of money being thrown around from from China, for an example. And we've seen a lot of uh, Australian players head over there. A little bit different with Fornaroli and and China without going off on a tangent because uh, Australian players are more likely to go there because of the plus one rule in Asia. But um, who's to say that he he couldn't go to a, a club in Europe in the form that he's in? But I know Melbourne City want to keep him at the club. They want to keep him desperately. They will try and build a brand around him next season. They've already started selling membership campaign this season for next season. So that just goes to show you the the way they're thinking at the moment. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I think they do need to... Uh, increase uh, the the salary that he's on, make him a marquee player. And I know the City Football Group are very keen to keep him uh, in their fold. And, uh, you know, Bruno Funeroli has every right to ask for more money next season, uh, given what he's been able to produce. And the other interesting element of all of this is, uh, you know, what the A-League does. We've seen the A-League in the past help keep players or bring players uh, with sweetener deals um, with Alessandro del Piero um, being the most recent casing point, um, paying him a, a marketing fee to help promote the league, you know what better way to demonstrate the beauty of the a league than reeling off you know roll a roll his top five goals for the season in your marketing campaign for the season next year that 's the sort of thing they should be thinking about the FFA and they talk about this marquee fund they should be putting money to keep him in the a league next year because uh, you know, We'd be poorer for it if he wasn't
1: around Couldn't agree with you more And that's the sort of uh, traffic that's coming through our text message Here uh, tonight, uh, Michael But hey, thanks for your time. Before we let you go um, Looked like you had a bit of fun there with Ned Zelich on here tonight um, <laughs> <laughs> The dynamic duo
14: Wow, well, Ned was in fine <laughs> He was, was evening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he likes to get up a close and
4: personal right? you know, uh, We were just <laughs> saying He likes to invade your personal space Doesn't he, Zappers? <laughs> but that's okay yeah. That's okay As long as his breath's okay It yeah. should be fine yeah. Fisherman's yeah, yeah,
14: friend? very hard to keep a straight face, uh, <laughs> Carlos, but, uh, Yeah, no, he, uh, he's going beautifully, Ned, and uh, we, we love his passion.
1: Good on you, Michael. Uh, say hi to Ned when you see me. Uh, we always uh, love talking to Ned Zelich. Hey, I uh, really appreciate your time tonight.
14: No worries,
1: boys. There's is uh, Michael <laughs> pony from Fox Sports. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN,
6: Melbourne's Homer sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's.
1: Yes, we're coming up to the news on the final whistle tonight. Hey, thanks for your call so far tonight on the Silverware Hotline. Keep them coming, 9429 1116. Love to talk to you about uh, Melbourne City
2: or or anything in the AL. Carlos is a close talker like Ned Zelich. He is a bit. He is. uh, He's a close talker.
5: He's a finger pointer talker.
2: (laughs) He is. Finger in the best brain. His voice and his fingers get inside your personal space like Ned Zelich.
1: He's a very passionate man. Mm. Uh, Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0, Navio, Fornaroli, and Fornaroli scored again for Melbourne City in front of 9,895 at Amy Park. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on 1116
7: SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Fornaroli, Navio just outside the D, flicks it back to Fornaroli, flicks over the top to Navio, shoots, goal! Absolute brilliance finished by Harry Navio. It's 1-0, Bruno, spires saved by Moss and Fornaroli puts it in. Moss saved the initial goal and Bruno put in the rebound. It's 2-0. Mallet City. Fitzgerald now gets it. Fornaroli inside the D. Fornaroli! Are you kidding me? Oh, that was magnificent! It's 3-0! Unbelievable stop from the league's leading scorer.
1: There you go. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Vinny Venezuela's here with Warren and Carlos Alberto. Diego Ed Wyatt was uh, in fine form, especially on that last goal. Absolutely he, he's sensational. It, it cracked, did. Didn't it was fantastic. It, it was fantastic to listen to those. If you haven't seen the goals, uh, make sure you get to see them wherever you can. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix. Three nil today or tonight. Nevio scored in the forty-third minute with a lovely uh, interplay with uh, Bruno Fornaroli. Then Fornaroli decided that uh, he just wouldn't be um, dishing out the goals. He thought he'd score to himself in the sixty-sixth and the eightieth minute at Amy Park tonight in front of nine thousand eight hundred and ninety-five. Carlos, the hotline tonight.
4: It is the silverware hotline. They're two games away. From winning uh, the league They're on and, top at the moment Really You know People talk about In Australia The grand final Is traditional All Australian sport Loves the grand final But across the world If you first pass the post You are the champion mm. And this is a club That's gone through Ups and downs this year To put it mildly And there were times When you know The coach was going to be sacked Players were going to be sacked Everyone was rubbish But through the whole thing And Warren could testify this Through the whole thing Bruno For the had stood up from day one. Day one, he was the player that was keeping that club together as a centre forward, as a, as a as a guy at the pointy end, the prolific prong that he is. He's the man that's kept this club together, and now they're seeing the fruits of the labour, Warren. You must be absolutely beside yourself with joy right now, Warren. Cock-a-hoop.
5: Warren, I know you. I know you. <laughs> I know that you, you, you plan things and you look at all the contingencies, but mm. Moy's away on national duty. Let's say he does an Achilles or something like that yeah. in, in one of our Anger sessions. <laughs> and then Fornaroli after tonight's effort, mm. dancing on the coffee table, as we know he likes to do. <laughs> yes. Falls, stumbles. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: He does a flamingo. Yeah. <laughs> flamingo dancing on the flamingo. 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 Are you still yeah. cock
5: a hoop? Of course not. <laughs> That'd be a desa- that That'd would be, be a disaster. That would be a disaster,
4: But you are one injury away from
2: disaster carry. this season. Tell me a team in the A-League, in all, with all due respect, across any of the top teams, Carlos, and then again, you throw these incendiary devices, these questions <laughs> that <laughs> are just... Incendiary devices. They're, they're incendiary. Oh, I know it's what like, that meant, but anyway. It's like, it's like the dis- disdain I have for people that throw flares at the football. You fro- throw flares in this studio, mm. questions that are just... What's one team that if they had one injury to their best player would be
4: unaffected yeah, by but, that? but Bruno, we, we're talking about... This is stratif- stratospheric nice. level. <laughs> he got there. We, yeah. If Bruno <laughs> <for Narelli laughs> <was> you know, <laughs> You've passed the test with A-Rolli. no more... He's starting again. You've you, you, you passed the no more, no tonight. Can, can we, we go to a break? He's Worry, starting again.
2: Because Worry. if no Fornaroli. Would McLaren's season
6: be
5: stratospheric?
4: I, I, I didn't. I didn't start this. Vinny started this. Okay. So <laughs> I'll, al- no, no, I'll, allow I'll allow it. Can tag team thing No, 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 again. no, no. So
5: you Your answers all wrong. Because I would have thought that you could have said, you know what, the boys are working so mm. well together that uh, w- we would we would get past anyway because we're gelling as a team. I That's was going to say. You know, I was looking for from Denzel you.
2: Washington had a famous quote <laughs> in Remember the Titans when Gary Bertier became quadriplegic in the film and he mm. said no one can replace Gary Burtier mm. No one can replace yeah. you know what? No one can replace Bruno Fornaroli. It would have to be then the collective effort of the team. That's what I was going to ask you.
5: Well that's what I but wanted you to they, hear from you
2: they suddenly become far more beatable and some, and, and a lot more vulnerable than they ever would because be- you
4: cannot replace before you, you got cannot replace Bruno Fornaroli. And you shut the door on me, I was going to say to you they passed the no Moy no City test tonight. They passed that. No, no, I, I don't th- think they did. They did well, pass they that test nil. tonight. They won three nil without him. Right and Sipper, they were the opposition.
5: As a City fan, seriously, as mm-hmm. a City fan, yeah, yeah. Let's say Fauneroli does cop an injury. Yep. W- with Moy and Navio up front, you'd still be feeling oh, yeah. pretty but good. yeah, you, but you?
2: you were talking about yeah Moy the and Fauneroli. Yeah, yeah, that's the, impossible. The two brides in my my moment. It's Mormon impossible wedding. to replace those guys, but. Do you think? The depth is better than that has been Absolutely. for a long period of time. there's nothing. To, uh, if I were you, Warren, let's see.
4: There's nothing well, to worry about. I'd say there's nothing to worry about. No, there is. There would be a lot to worry about. Have joy in this team. It just, it just really, really I, have what, happiness I, when I'm with, with at what the they've football. achieved. Zulo
2: Franich. Yeah. When I'm not, when I'm at the football with it's my Gerald. family, my wife, and my children, and we're all Melbourne City fans, and we're dressed up in the kit that we bought this year <laughs> on the back of their season, just becoming like a, a bit of a snowball that's just going down the side of the hill, getting bigger and bigger, and, the, and we're part of the crowd and the atmosphere and everything that's building and i'm not thinking about you carlos <laughs> i am absolutely loving every yeah, minute good, good. of the melbourne city experience and i tell you now i tell you now it's it's absolutely pound for pound as good as going to the afl and we've been going to the afl as a family for the last well my oldest daughter is 15 or 16 years of 16 and we've been going as a family for 16 years to watch north melbourne and the football is pound for bound everywhere is, this year in particular, with Fauna Rowley and Moy, is as good as that.
1: You should keep feeling that joy, Warren Diego. Don't, just don't come in here and get down. We, we, we're actually just...
4: Yeah, we, we're not, asking... We've no, got, not, we've got two city. hours to talk about football, Warren. We've got to ask some questions. Now, can I ask you another question? This uh, is a, more, a broader question. Uh, I saw somewhere on social media... I don't have the numbers in front of me. Now, I know I'm a data man, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. <laughs> but there is talk about the numbers watching the A-League uh, on SBS plus Fox being really, really low at the moment. Like the lowest they've been for a long, long time. Explain that to me. Given that the football's been, I think, the best football we've seen in the history of the competition. We've got the likes of Fornaroli Raleigh the but even James McLaren. We've got Keo over in Perth. Uh, we've got some really good players doing some great things. And, uh, at the, you know, Stephen Mork even, you know, he's a, he's a joy to watch there at Adelaide United at the moment why are the numbers and, so low?
5: And yet the Diego's ratings are through the roof, oh, absolutely. That's why. Because they're, they're switching off TV but, and listening to the Diego. We, we do paint the picture, though, Vinny. That's <laughs> we why. do. That, we uh, do.
1: I've got no it, idea, Carlos, odd, yeah. why that, that would be the case. Um, you know, I think, I think Fox Sports, is, you know, they're pouring quite a bit into it in terms of their production. I think, you know, that's still pretty good. I, I mean, SBS, um, you know, it's free to well, wear. Well, so SBS don't
4: respect it. It's on SBS d- 2.0. Uh, I they've didn't got a know world game too. Yeah, well, well, they, they well it's a, it's, not, it's a secondary channel, whatever that's called, and they've got the World Game Show, which is actually a watchable show on a Sunday afternoon. But again, tucked away between one and two on a Sunday, you know, if you don't tape it, you won't necessarily watch it. So SBS don't respect it. I don't care what people say; they don't respect it, and they're trying to offload it. Yeah. But the numbers have been better on Fox over the years. So what has happened? There's a lot of competition, and that's not to
2: say why are people not turning it on because you're making choices. Look, it's hard to know. I mean, you
4: know, have they been have they been, have they been uh, maybe uh, had the wool pulled over their eyes with the with the with what's been out there in the media? since suggesting- it hasn't been a great season in terms of the
2: the. Um, what a, the moviegoer, the the casual the spectator—is that because of the, the, the lack of big name marquees? No, I think it's got to do with some of the stuff around the crowd and well, and all that know, sort of stuff reckon, that happened over the Christmas period.
5: Do, do, this is my theory, just from 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 Vinnyland. I think that uh, you you know you you pay for Foxtel or you pay for Netflix. So people get Netflix and they watch more movies and they don't watch as much on 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 foxtel and i think the foxtel have got a better suite of football products so i i don't know the, the numbers and the ratings there whereas whereas the sbs one it's sort of in, a little bit invisible and you've got to go looking for it and you don't remember that when it's on and, and whatever so maybe that's an explanation i don't know oh
4: look so, I, I i get fox one. sport uh, foxtel because of the football yeah um now the byproduct of that is you've got movie channels you've got entertainment channels you you watch everything right but i would I would think because of the football, people have got their Fox Sports or Foxtel. I don't know if they just get Foxtel and then suddenly there's football on there. Uh, then again, I can't speak for everyone, but I wonder what what the hook is for people to get their Fox Sports, I especially mean, if they're sports lovers.
5: But as you say, it's been the best A-League season in terms of quality football oh, from, yeah. from by yeah. a all mile, the teams by a mile.
1: We don't know the actual data, so it's mm. hard to know where, where and you know, why it's gone down. But certainly, I mean, you've got four teams from New South Wales. You know, three of the, three of the teams from New South Wales are out of the six at the moment. Sydney mm. have had an up and down year. Um, Newcastle and Central Coast haven't had great years. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers have come back up, obviously. So, so maybe that's part of the, part of the issue that, um, you know, the biggest market in terms of viewership, uh, when you've got four teams from one state, um, you know that that could be a reason.
4: And before people out there are saying, "Well, how that how is that going to put us in a position to get a better TV deal for free to air?" Well, look at the numbers of the Matildas on free to air on total the total package on the second secondary channel. There, Seven Mate or one of those uh, was it had three times more than what were watching the Derby on Fox Sports, and also the ICC Champions competition on 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 Nine Go, whatever. Again, is a gem or go. Uh, again, secondary channel, and the ratings were really, really good watching that too. So it's not necessarily that the game is not watchable. No, people no. will watch it, but it's got to be made accessible. And maybe for some reason, they're not feeling it is, is accessible at the moment with you know being hidden on SBS somewhere. And also maybe Fox Sports, for some reason, people aren't. You know, maybe aren't subscribing or aren't watching. Yeah, no, there.
1: absolutely. Interesting question that, uh, you know, if we knew the numbers and, and were experts in this field, yeah, it'd be um, fantastic. 9429 1116. Give us a call. 9429 1116. It is the Silverware hotline. Let's go to Mitch in West Footscray. He might have an opinion on this very subject. G'day, Mitch. Welcome to
13: the Diego's. G'day, guys. How are you going tonight? Good. Um, guys, I am a Melbourne City fan, but I'm more so an AFL fan. Um, so I'll probably get to you know, three or four city games a year and we went to Adelaide a couple of weeks ago men are a group of the guys for their away game, which was fantastic. Um, it, for me, I think, if you look at something like, uh, I'm taking it away from football just for a second, if you look at the way the Big Bash has changed in Australia over the last sort of two or three years, it's because it's accessible, it's on every night, it's on free to air, people are watching it more often. and they're getting more excited about the game because they've got that access that you're talking about. So, um, you know, a lot of people are going to drop off Boxtel in the next couple of years because what's happening is they've lost the Premier League to... Um, Optus. And people are going to go, you know what, I, I really like having access to watching a lot of Premier League games. And this is another draw card And you pair that with, say... Um, the AFL, you can just buy an AFL pass, you know, plug it through your tablet, watch it live through your TV. Um, all your TV shows are going to be on Netflix or Stan. Or... So I, I think the key thing is getting the FFA to um, get behind these marquee, marquee players and also trying to get a really good deal with a free-to-air network, which will get... Uh, more people watching it, more often, get them more excited about it and want to be at the
5: game. Well, that's a very yeah. I think you're right. I think the what, what the free to wear people do is very important. But uh, I think sometimes they've got to want to do it. And I think that uh, I think in the past, perhaps competing for AFL rights has also perhaps stopped uh, the free to wear channels to to go after world football in the same way. So it'll be interesting to see whether they come to the party on that
4: one. But with the secondary channels now, they need content, Vinny. Yeah. And they've got proof that with the Matildas numbers and also the ICC numbers, they've seen what numbers can potentially happen on pay-per-view uh, with derbies and multiply that by three or four if it's on, you know, on free to wear. So I, I don't think it's a reflection on the game mm. or who wants to watch it. It's just accessibility and uh, I'm kind of hoping the free-to-air networks r- realise that. I must admit, I thought there
1: were some figures that came out that were quite positive about that, so I was not discussion with you because the, I, I didn't the, know. The, but, no, there um, was a
4: discussion on, on uh, social media today about right, this. Okay. I didn't see the figures, yep. but I, I was a bit surprised that they're saying that the numbers are down. But that, who knows where that All news right. came from.
1: Well, let's go. Just uh, the last, last uh, caller on this topic. Let's go to Scott and Layla. G'day, Scott.
11: G'day, Diego, How you going?
1: Yeah, very well, mate.
14: That's the way. Um, just uh, quickly, I agree with everything you've said just then. Um, if we had a little bit more uh, free-to-air exposure, it would probably help the game. But um, a good marketing ploy that uh, Melbourne City employed tonight was offering the discount on the tickets uh, to people who were just at the AFL game,
9: yeah.
14: um, the, the Cats and the uh, Hawks game. Um, to be honest, I took advantage and grabbed a ticket off a... A Hawks fan on the way into the ground because uh, my three-game membership had just ran out. Uh, so I got the discount as well. But that's a brilliant effort uh, from the club to bring in um, some AFL supporters to the to the A-League. Um, there was more than more than enough uh, Hawthorne and um, Geelong uh, jumpers in the crowd, and I just thought that was a brilliant ploy from the club, and more A-League sh- clubs should be doing it.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Scott. I did comment to the guys before I, Before with the show tonight that I was really surprised by the number of Geelong and Hawthorne fans that were at the a league game, and some of them obviously had free um tickets through the deal, but there were lots of guys that had had their memberships around their neck that had come from hawthorne and con and ultimately, the success in building a league clubs comes from sports fans and those people that are going to the a f l and are members of a league club i mean, of a f l clubs they're the ones that we should be getting to go to A-League games because there is a crossover now and you know you can get both and you've got to build that. If if there is a hundred people that came from the Hawthorne Geelong game tonight that came along for the first time and watched Bruno Fornarelli and Harry Navio, they're gonna think about coming back. And there are as many um I'd say Exotic's not the right word, but there are so many exotic membership packages, one game, two game, three game, not whole season passes, that you've got to tap into. And I reckon those people that came along as Geelong fans and Hawthorne fans, they'll be coming back.
1: We talked about a bit about it in the first uh, hour as well, and, and even before the show. The personalities of this game, like Fornaroli, like Navio, um, like Barisha, um, you know, like Broish, yep. you know, so all the greats. There should be a procession of them standing up on a regular basis, talking to the community about this game, because it is a fantastic game. Carlos, the product, as you've said, is wonderful. It's the best it's been for, forever. We've got, you know, guys like Bruno Fornaroli, you know, McLaren from you know yep. Brisbane, who is scoring for fun as well. You know, we've got some great players. Keo's back. These are the guys that people want to look up to. These are the guys that will bring pe- people... To this game, and, and, and we'll get viewers because what those the two of those goals tonight, you could have seen anywhere on the world stage in the big leagues, and they'd be talking about those for years, for ages, for you know, ages. It's,
5: right? It's very interesting, Rodrigo. In the past, we've had star players come, and, and they've they've brought a bit of momentum because they're either Kuhl, Harry Kuhl, or David Villa, and so people would come and check them out, or Damien Duff, and 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 that's been one way of doing it. But this has probably been a season where. The the stars have come to us a little bit unknown, and 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 for those who go to the game, they know. Oh my God, Fornaroli, how can you not? Or Moy, why aren't you going to watch these guys play? Moy's not going to be here forever. But I, I want to know more
9: about that's Fauna Roli.
5: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
4: but th- that's that's an accessibility thing. We're getting a few text messages through saying we're negative and. And uh, You're where, negative. Well, you know, just because I'm having a conversation about something that's really important for the game, for us to see in reality what is happening, uh, I think there's nothing wrong with people. People who go to the game love the game. People who watch the game love the game. They know Fauna Raleigh. They know, know the uh, sort of great goals tonight. The big issue we have is accessibility to the game you're saying people don't know about Fournelloli well why don't they know because he's not on SEN he's you know he does his after match thing but we don't see him on uh, some other type of show uh, like they get afl footballers on morning breakfast shows and so we, they just we just don't see them enough they're not on free to wear. And this is the issue. It's really, really important that the accessibility of these players and these clubs uh, and the A League in general, it, 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 there is an accessibility to them, and I think that's the problem. And look, guys, you know we can we can just be sit here and be cheerleaders and be boring, and uh, no. but you, you want to discuss these issues properly. Well, we've been doing yeah, this for twenty four years, Carlos. Absolutely, and, you know, we're we're not, cele- we celebrate we celebrate yeah. this game every day, the warts and all aspect of it, and I really believe that got. You know, we talk about moving heaven and earth and keeping forneroli. Well, move heaven and earth and get it on free to air that's really really important and i think um i think we get we get high levels of
2: accessibility to afl players but they don't say a lot you know, in the world of professional sport, there's high levels of accessibility. But in the 30-second grabs that we get, we don't hear a lot. They don't tell us anything we don't know. One of the great advantages of having a Bruno Fonaroli or a Thomas Sorensen or a Harry Navio, the multicultural nature, we've actually got to start selling the different personalities. Mm. And, you know, the Harry Navio coming on in in not perfect English, but expressing the passion and the love and the joy that he has for scoring for scoring goals and his love of Melbourne City, that's the stuff that we need to find a way to get it's out like there. It's like the Mario Milano
4: of- <laughs> after-match win at World Championship Wrestling, him getting on. I mean, he brought the Italians... To yeah, mainstream Australia Spirosarion yeah, Remember Spirosarion yep. He sp- speaking to the Greeks But he's speaking to the Aussies At the same time You've got to get him On free to wear Just get it I don't care when it's on Just get it on Don't care what secondary Or you know, or, or you know uh, other sort of channel You've got it on Just get it on there And if a lot of people Can watch it That's when it will explode And in, and in a time Where we get
2: One game at a time And we're only just It's the first game of the, And all that sort of stuff Which is Ad nauseum stuff you know, you get Bruno on, he's not going to say, oh, we're just taking it one game at a time. He's going to be talking yeah. about he's for his mum. the passion and yeah. the joy and my mum came and saw me watch Scoregir for the first time. So we've got to sell that for sure.
1: Hey, well, before we go to a break, let's go to Paul in Hampton. G'day, Paul.
10: Yeah, g'day, guys. I have to admit I'm a round-ball novice. That's okay. Um, Welcome. And I'll, I wonder if, if my family's experience might be of interest to you. Um, I question uh, your free-to-air stuff and say that's probably irrelevant, relevant, but... I have a hunch that there's a disconnect between junior participation and the top level in this country. And I compare that to basketball and I compare that to AFL. There's a very strong connect between junior participation uh, and the upper level in basketball. And I think part of the success of the NBL this summer was due to that connect between the two. And it's certainly the same with the AFL. There's a very, very strong connect between the two. I have a hunch that's missing with the round ball. Um, Free-to-air is one thing, but getting the kids that are playing the game to the gar- to watch the A-League
15: there
8: or on the tally is another.
2: Yeah, no, I think you make a really good point because um, certainly the Diego's are old enough, if you, t- if you use the basketball example, to know when the NBL was at its absolute strongest in, in Melbourne. Like, before the A-League, there was the NBL and people would go and then it died pretty much a death that only basketball fans were going The guy's come in, he's taken it over. A TV deal on free-to-air was one of the things. Every game live, which the A-League has, they had one game. Not on free-to-air, though. They had one game on a Sunday at the same time every Sunday free-to-air, and that was a package. And that came on the back. You know, I think it came on the back of Paddy Mills and Andrew Bogart and those guys and building that through that participation. Now, Tim Cale is our equivalent of, you know, Andrew Bogart or Paddy Mills. And then if Harry Neveo and and Bruno Fornarelli can be the equivalent of those guys, maybe we'll you know, that's the way we build because it, it, the it, NBL it, turned it, it, around actually, in one season. It's
4: actually putting the game in front of kids on free to wear. Uh, we saw it with Matildas, but with no promotion at all, Matildas were averaging two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand viewers for every one of their games. That's in the three of the night. three times more. Three times more than what our derbies, our huge derbies, are, are sellouts. Yeah, it's, a big, it's a big on point. Fox Sports. I
1: totally agree. I and mean, free it, to wear is a, is a big thing.
4: It is. It is huge, and basketball is getting the fruits of that at the moment. And a you know, great call too, as well, about
1: the disconnect between it's true. You know, juniors and it's the, true. the elite. And I know I, we, we know that the federations around the country. Working very hard to resolve that. We've got to take a break now. We'll come back with more of this because we've got more callers. Des and Adrian, hang on. Um, and all your calls 9429 1116. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's Homer Sport.
6: The coach, oh, he's fair. He treats us all the same, like dogs. This has been a sad coaching moment by the Four Diego. Thanks for joining us on this Easter Monday night.
1: It is the Fort Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Melbourne City, just in case you've just joined us, defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0 at Amy Park. Vio scored in the 43rd minute for Neroli then went on and scored two more in the 66th and the 80th minute. Uh, some lovely goals tonight. Puts Melbourne City on top in front of a crowd of 9,895. was uh, well done by Melbourne City. Now they've just got to stay there, Carlos.
4: Yeah, just off the SMS, uh, Melbourne City do a hell of a lot of work I- with junior clubs and uh, I know they do a lot of work in schools. I know Victory does a lot of work in schools and junior clubs too. In fact, they have some world-class community programs. But what what it doesn't tell us is that that's only part of the suite of, uh, of, st- of strategy to engage people in the community. You can have the best community programs. And I'll tell you, Melbourne Heart have probably had the best or close to the best community programs since day one. But why then is that not translating to huge amounts of people coming to games like uh, the Victories or like the West Sydney Wanderers? It's because they need more than that. It, that community aspect has to be in concert with... The free-to-air aspect too. You got to have. You can't have just one thing and drag people to the games or get people watching. It's got to be the whole suite. It's a, it's a multi-prong approach, if you don't mind me saying. No, no, I totally agree. I
5: think uh, the game, though, it gets tongues talking. And, and, and like we, we've said a few times tonight already, the sort of season we've had and the, the fact that you've got quality players in lots of teams, and even in Melbourne, you, you may be a city person or you might, might be a victory person, but there are things to talk about to do with both both teams and so even that contributes to the interest in the game and and you may not you may not be a fan of the game but if you hear two guys talking about you know having it out on you know city v victory in the office you're gonna you're gonna get curious and hopefully that translates at some point to yeah i'll come along to to a game with you
1: yeah Give us a call tonight, 9429 1116. It is the Silverware Hotline. Melbourne City, fantastic win tonight. But uh, Des in Greensboro uh, wants to continue the discussion we had before the break. G'day, Des. Welcome to the Diegos.
12: Yeah, g'day, boys. How are you going?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you.
12: That's all. I, uh, I've uh, been brought up on AFL, uh, 40 years worth of that. Um, but I'm slowly losing interest in the AFL and turning uh, to the A-League. Um, that's on the back of probably Melbourne Heart and Melbourne City. Um, and, yeah, Victory sort of had enough supporters. So I wanted to get on the underdog. But I think, I think the main point for me is, um, and you just mentioned about how people talking at the water cooler, I work with 50 other blokes, and there's one other guy talks talks about the A-League, and that's it, just myself and him. Mm. And it's, it's purely, from, from my point of view, uh, a free-to-wear argument. The big bash took off as soon as Channel 10 owned it. And um, I feel like the A-League, now that it's crept in, the finals are going to be creeping into an AFL season. Is a, I think that's, that's no good. It needs to be a shorter season and someone own the actual fruit-to-wear side of it and program part of that towards some juniors. Have a junior program. I remember growing up as a kid, there used to be a uh, AFL squadron or a junior supporters club. Every Saturday morning, you tuned in and that's what you did. Um, I don't see that
4: with the A-League. Yeah, and as as there's more money from free to where you can develop those products, just while we got you, mate, uh, you you said you sort of lost a little bit of interest at the AFL um, and you're now moving more to the A-League. Do you see yourself staying with the A-League? And if so, what's making you stay?
12: I like the summer aspect of it. um, Yeah, I, I used to be a cricket fan also, but I've sort of gone off the cricket a bit. Um, but I think more than anything, I feel like the AFL's just become a big corporate wheel and uh, compared to when I was a bit younger, it, it sort of felt like you were part of something, whereas now it's just a big corporation and just chews people up and spits them out. Well, I feel like the A-League's got a chance to be something different to the AFL. and know a different game completely, but you go to the ga- you go to A-League game, it's a totally different experience to the AFL and I don't see that the a- A-League actually advertised that well enough.
1: Mm. Totally agree. Well done, Des. Really appreciate your call. Cool. Stick with the game, mate, and keep listening to Diego's. Because uh, and, and keep calling the Diego's. Because it's uh, callers like you that the FFA yeah, great um, feedback. Yeah, you know, and and the clubs um, are trying to target, but also at the same time keeping their core constituents, um, you know, happy as well. There's some texts you get uh, throughout the night, and one one sometimes just really sticks out. Diego's at this time of reflection. Is it right to revel in Sydney FC's misfortune? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's always right. Anyway, that's uh, another show.
1: That's another Good. show. Thanks for that, uh, anonymous. But let's go to Adrian in Wonturner South. G'day, Adrian. Welcome to the Final Whistle.
14: Hey, gents. How are you tonight? Nice. Yeah,
1: very well. Always yeah. love talking about
12: the World Game, mate. Uh, ha, ha. Uh, I can't believe nobody's rang up by wanting any Merrick to be sacked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, was, I was sure I was thought that would be the first 10
4: calls off the... That was a bit, a bit of a flashback to the old days. No, no, mate, they're, no, they're it doing it on dream, the Four Diego's New Zealand edition <laughs> <laughs> over in Wellington. We've We've the franchi- four- We're a bit like yeah. the Wiggles. We're <laughs> franchised. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, That's funny. All the victory supporters, I'm sure, you know, back
14: in the old days. They used to win in that ring-up and complain. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Oh.
4: We, we, I, had, I had a big blue, <laughs> if I could take you back here, Adrian, many years ago with three other Diego's <laughs> on there. By the way, Warren was one of them. And they all were calling for Ernie Merrick's sacking and they were on top of the ladder and lost lost one (laughs) in 15 and they were calling for his sacking. And Warren's explanation was, do you remember the explanation, Warren? It's
2: the vibe, It was the
4: vibe. (laughs) vibe.
9: That's right.
4: Anyway, go ahead, Adrian. Um, Look, just uh, a couple of
12: different points. Um, You're kind of talking about something that's uh, about the growth of the game and it's uh, the way I kind of see it is it's not just – it goes beyond, obviously – their free-to-air component, because we obviously all remember the Channel 7 scenario from years back. It's having a partner that's really engaged in telling the narrative of mm. people that will engage with the product. So it's kind of, you know, Channel 10 and the Big Bash, the Big Bash was um, quite good on Fox Sports. You know, they had the content and everything like that, but Channel 10 really kind of made it their, their jewel in the crown for the summer. So you do that. I think then yeah, if you get a partner that is willing to kind of, you know, really make you number, their number one focus, over that period, I think that's where it will we'll go a long way to really see the game explode. But, uh, yeah. I, I think,
4: agree. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I really agree with that, Adrian. I think Channel 9 showed, with the ICC, the Champions Cup, that with Ronaldo coming and they had, uh, what are the other teams, Man City and they had Roma, uh, throwing a Melbourne victory in there too, suddenly they are actually promoting... What was happening on Gem on the main channel? They had the ads, and they mm-hmm. actually had some of the players on and they the had morning show. Cristiano shows. Ronaldo yeah. at you know training, and yeah, the, on the today shows, and they, there's that cross-type promotion. And Channel 9 were actually warming to that. And I saw a distinct difference in the way they were doing it to when they did, remember they did the World Cup, they bought a couple of games from SBS and they did some of the bigger, like England, Argentina, I forget which World Cup, but Andy Harper was the host of it. This was, and they really paid disrespect to the game when they were doing it. I, I was really put off by the way Channel 9 did it all those years ago. But the way they did the ICC tournament, I thought, yeah, they're, they're getting curious about this. And I think if you bring the big names, and you can pay for them with a big free-to-air money coming in, suddenly I think you'll find that there's new respect because there's a business case for them.
5: Yeah, and look, and I also think that uh, you've got to do it. You, you've got to want to do it properly, as you say, and you don't just televise games. You've got to have a couple of shows around the games, yeah. not unlike the footy show yeah. and, and things like that. And and th- this is where I think Foxtel have done a really good job with it and, and maybe the only thing holding Foxtel back is that people don't all get Foxtel. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks for your call there, Adrian. Great points again. 9429 um, 1116, give us a call. Um, I'm a, Just off the text message, I'm a soccer fan who isn't connected to the game and it's because I'm not connected to any of its players. Get us connected to the personalities of the game. That's the key. Uh, then we've got to keep these players we fall in love with, but that's another challenge.
4: Yeah, I agree. That's, that's, I that's agree a with good that
1: point. 9429 um, Let's go to Jim in Hawthorne. day, Jim. Good evening, Diego. How are you going? Yeah, very well. I haven't spoken to you for a little while. How's, how are you keeping?
15: No, good. I just in the the second I'm the second one that uh, I'm gonna say something here and a lot of people drop off and go, You're joking but <laughs> after this season, uh, I'm giving the AFL away. Again at the last thing I just said to you, I'm, I'm uh, I, I jumped on the A League because of the the, the summer I wanted something to do in the summer and I was a soccer fan anyway, but I was more in the in the AFL but it's gone too corporate and it's all about Bums too much money. And When it comes to the finals, I pay five hundred dollars. Um, that you know, a, a year But I reserve seat at the MCG. I go to eight games, and then uh, it comes finals time. They only charge me another six hundred bucks, and I end up sitting up with the pigeons at the top.
9: Mm. But during
15: the during the year, I'm, uh you know, they're, they're willing to take my money, but then I look down and there's a corporate sitting there eating lunch, and then there's somebody else sitting there. Uh, only goes to one game and they're sitting in my seat that I've paid money for. So that's, it's, it's just getting... And you phone up and it's a, it's automated. When I went to Melbourne City and it's... A, you go in the computer and you phone up and you get a person at the other end. And you go to the soccer and you go to your... i Melbourne City now and I sit with a, with families and it's kids and you see that kid's eyes, especially tonight with Frenoli, with scoring the goals and all the rest of it and they come every... Week and it's great and tonight there was Geelong and Hawthorne supporters there and uh, some of them are a bit part of the wind because they've been there all day at the the ferry but you're talking about TV boys I I watch SBS uh, and the rumour is that they don't want it now but it needs the CEO of the Air League who's believe it or not is it ex-rugby to get this free air channel and get either other 7 or 10 to bring it in and bring the players on, and get programs like the AFL, like the, the the footy show on on a on a Sunday morning or or whatever, and get the A-League into it. There's more kids, junior-wise, playing soccer than there's the AFL. But what happens is, as soon as they get to uh, senior school, they all turn to AFL, and they need to grab them before they do that.
2: Mm.
15: Yeah, Jim, I think you make
2: some really good points. I don't think we want it on Channel Seven as free to air because it'll just be swallowed up by.
4: The AFL, I yeah, think the, the opportunity... the secondary channels are... Yeah, no, but I think,
2: take... I think you really want prime channel, to be honest and with you, And also we're Carlos. a summer sport too.
4: Yeah. So we won't be clashing. Yeah, but look,
2: I don't know. I mean, the differences are, are obvious and I think we do too much comparison. And for me, being a non-Victorian person by birth and growing up with multi-codes, all in the one and liking each code and not having a preference is I come to Victoria and there's a strong sense of loyalty to AFL and as such a reluctance to accept another code. I don't know Jim's experience. I'll go with my five family members, three family, three friends, my mother-in-law, a couple of my sister-in-law to the footy. So there's 10 of us go to the footy, sit in the same spot every week. Now that's not everybody, but my family will go to the soccer as we did tonight and enjoy a different experience, but the same things. We're together, we're watching a sport, we're... We're relishing in the individual brilliance of people that play. We're enjoying the atmosphere and the Melbourne City atmosphere is second to none. And I'm not going to comment on victory because I don't go to lots of games. The one game I went to this year against Perth where my daughter played at halftime, I thought the victory atmosphere was absolutely sensational as well. So I feel like you get a lot of the similar experiences. You know what it is? It's an openness to accepting the differences between the games and, and liking everything that there is. And I think sometimes Victorians struggle to accept That And that's
4: the problem Put it on free to wear And The mystery around Football Soccer uh, Is gone It'll just be about Personalities in the game itself Yep Absolutely
1: Let's take a break now And come back with more of your calls And more of the Diego's final whistle On 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport
6: How much do you feel the game? Do you feel it like Brazilian commentators do?
15: A briga é com o Adilson,
8: agora a paliga metendo no buraco o Raim, ele não é, é.
1: Company tonight on the final whistle. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0. It was the Forniroli show in the second half with Navio as well, who scored in the 43rd minute, and then Fourneroli scored in the 66th and the 80th minute. Amy Park, 9,895 people were there. It was a good crowd, some great goals tonight. Make sure you get a chance to see them. Nine four two nine its the Silverware hotline. has been going off tonight.
5: Yeah, but by the way, Rodrigo, just, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, throwing giving Fauna the farm and doing whatever you can to keep him. Paying him
4: stupid money.
5: I liked how one one caller said uh, he could have my car, and I think that's (laughs) another angle in where Melbourne City fans all offer him something. Yeah, Because that would be unprecedented. Like a donation.
4: That could be a hot topic on Wednesday night, boys. (laughs) Put him in your will kind of thing. (laughs) That's right. Because that's future payments. That's superannuation for him.
5: Yeah, it's got to be good times.
1: Yeah, no, it's very interesting. Uh, We can come up with anything.
5: A car in any suburb. Yeah. Petrol vouchers. If
4: you have a daughter that's ready to wed... Yeah look if Jeez. the if the <laughs> want to pay us as What's their the a- eight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey uh, while you're reminiscing get Lubo on. <laughs> that was a uh, text message obviously listened to us many many years yes. ago Yeah, said like a Lubo was that
4: Lubo in Milicevic yeah.
5: you, you could get Fonaroli an audience with Lubo that that was
4: a meeting it's of true. two minds
1: Hey, um, here's a couple of uh, interesting text messages we'll, Before we go to Matt in Roeville Dear Four Diego's If City get to the final and it's held in Melbourne The FFA might as well move it to Amy Because unless it's against the victory They won't fill Eddie had Unless uh oh, their passive supporters uh, come out of the woodwork They, yes, they,
4: they, fill, they fill the Suncorp every year And what does... Uh what, Brisbane get average 12 no to 15? More. Yeah, so they no fill more, it every year. More. No, you play it at the bigger stadium and you'll fill it for grand final.
1: Absolutely. Hey, let's go to Matt in Roville. G'day, Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. How was yeah. how was the atmosphere today? Mate, it
8: was so good. Especially when you're walking into the stadium and you just see this uh, helicopter just coming <laughs> in to land I thought the Sheik had rocked off. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: was that for uh, Noel Gallagher, was it, Matt?
8: Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but that, having him there, I, I, he, might, he might go back to Manchester and tell them that sign signed Ollie in uh, Manchester City. <laughs>
12: <laughs>
1: so you mean they'll take him? Oh, well, they're paying him anyway. That's so right. um, they know all about him, so yeah. don't
4: worry about that.
8: Yeah, I know, but um, I just look, boys, tonight was fantastic. It's good to see the players are getting involved with the fans as well after the game. I saw Harry, Harry hand one of his shirts and his boots to some kids after the game, but on a down note, I think... The Wellington Phoenix bench should be ashamed of themselves because when we did that minute of applause for the deceased uh, Dutch player,
4: Johan Johan Cruyff. Cruyff, yep.
8: Yep. Every single person in that stadium got up and did it except for that Wellington Phoenix bench, and I think that was an absolute disgrace and very disrespectful.
2: Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. Did did, did the city bench get up? Yeah, no, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Van Skip had all the city bench up and most of the crowd got up and it was a respectful clapping. So, yeah, there's definitely no doubt that Wellington Phoenix bench didn't get up and I don't know what the reason for that was,
4: but no, they didn't. Surely that wouldn't have been deliberate. No, I wouldn't have
5: thought it was deliberate. That that could come up in a job interview,
4: you know that. Yeah. when we did,
5: and you didn't stand up apparently when you did.
4: Look, obviously Matt noticed that and uh, a lot of other people would have noticed that, but Knowing Ernie Merrick, there's no way that bench, and also some other players on that bench, there's no way that bench would have done it deliberately, uh, knowing that uh, that was coming. Maybe they weren't informed. Who knows? Because the players didn't stop, did they, Warren? They just kept playing? No, no, no. There there was a... It it
2: came at the 17th minute, I think. No, 14th. 14th, sorry. But um, was a delay in play from the injury of Ben Sigmund and Harry Navio around that time. So there wasn't a lot of action and it actually matched the the time where there was the um, the clapping. So um, the players didn't stop though,
4: no. Well, was there some indication on the, yeah, on the screen that it had, Yeah, there was. Absolutely, they had
2: they had a pit, they had pictures of Cruyff in his Barcelona top, and also in his Ajax top, and also one for the Netherlands. Yeah, so, I'd
4: be shocked if that was deliberate that they put the game in front of that one minute's applause, especially since the Melbourne City bench got up. It's not like they've got some enmity between the two that they don't like each other. It's there's there's respect there. So, I, I'm, who knows what the reason is? Maybe there was a lack of communication. Maybe they didn't know what was happening. Uh, but it surprises me that uh, that the whole bench didn't get up because I don't believe it would have been deliberate.
1: Thanks for your call, there, Matt. Um, yeah, must admit I didn't notice that. But nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Um, what an absolute gun for an is. Paying whatever he wants. He's definitely the reason I'm handing over my cash to go to the games. That's Mad Dog Robbo. Um, but that's that's the message. That's tonight, a sentiment. Yeah, it? that is a sentiment. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what? About, just quickly before we go to the next break, what about Wellington Phoenix? I mean, we haven't talked much about them. I mean, we've talked about them in little bits and pieces over the two hours tonight, but. Uh,
4: They're in two, seven, 2017, mode. Yeah, so. They've recruited there... Costa, they've recruited Finkler. Uh, ben Sigmund's uh, releasing his book. Yeah.
1: yeah I saw that <laughs> can, you believe, can
4: you believe that? <laughs> ben Sigmund, yeah, an honest player, eight years, you know, he's been there, but he's got a book coming out, an autobiography about his playing career, which will be interesting. <laughs> um but I think the rest of the guys probably know their future is going to be cut short because I think Phoenix, with the extension of the license, are now going to you know throw the kitchen sink at getting the best possible squad and starting with Barbarossa and Finkler is not a bad start i'm not sure whether Finkler is their marquee is that right well, uh, they are their foreign marquee? I know Costa is their local marquee, but I don't know whether Finkler is their is their um you know, the foreign marquee not.
1: Yeah, I can't confirm that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that he might be, okay, But okay. Uh, we'll confirm that. We'll try and confirm that in the next ad break. But, um,
4: well, he should have got... Look, with all due respect to Guy, and I, I mean all due respect, <laughs> he is not foreign marquee material. He's a really, really good player. He should be the highest paid in the squad, but he's not foreign marquee. If that's what they're going for... Um, yeah, and he's a good player, but he has he, he's not a complete player. Yeah, no, we'll need to check that. But... Yeah. um, Hey, let's take a
1: break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
6: 11.16 SEN, the Four Diego's.
1: Coming around the home stretch now, of course, it's uh, been a big night for Melbourne City. They defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0 at Amy Park in front of 9,895. We confirmed that uh, Guy Finkler um, is on a marquee contract at yeah. uh, Wellington Phoenix, so there you go.
2: Socceroos tomorrow night, Rodrigo. Yeah, I looking know.
1: forward to I that. Know. Looking forward to that a lot uh, against Jordan, of course, in at Sydney, um, the home, the of, home of the Socceroos. <laughs> it is because they it'll pay be, the most.
4: It'll be fascinating what Ange does as far as his lineups concerned. What's well, he didn't they do? say
2: Yednek saw
4: he might not play. That's okay. That's Milligan coming in. But how's he going to fit Rogic and Moy and? Luongo Tim and Kale. Tim Cahill. Super uh, Tim will come on late. Well, it'd be interesting.
5: I reckon Timmy will
2: start. Mm. It's
1: good to see Harry Redknapp uh, in the no, press no. conference no. today. What did he say, Harry? Oh, he uh, he said that Smith's the one. Uh, you yeah. know that. You know why? Yeah, because he
4: looked at the list and oh, there's a boy from Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. He must yeah. be good. That's, what, that's all Harry they singled did. him out. Because Harry said, I mean, really, he's an international coach, and Harry said, when asked about the Australian team, well, I don't know too much about them. I I, I know about Timmy Cale and I know the boy Brad Smith. Yeah. You know, really, he he doesn't know much about us at all. Yeah, now can't wait for
1: that tomorrow night. Make sure you check that out, of course. That's it for tonight's show. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for your text messages. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-0 we we'll are back on Wednesday night, so remember, Carlos... We're
2: Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll be there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba, we'll be there. there. Wherever there
5: are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll be there. there.
1: Wherever gringos play football, we'll
9: be there. there. We are the Four Diego.